Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy. And I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 60, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello there, out there in your ears land, which is where these words are going, uh, presuming. Uh, So hi, it's time for another episode. The 60th episode, I believe I said at the beginning, if I remember correctly. That's so crazy to me that it's been 60 episodes. Uh, I'm going to tell you about some great books today. Before I do that, I want to remind you that in honor of the forthcoming third season of Recommended, we're giving away 16 of the books featured on the Recommended podcast. The Recommended podcast features interesting people from the book world talking about their favorite books, and the giveaway includes books both written by and recommended by some of the author guests, including Florida, A Reaper at the Gates, How to Write an Autobiographical Novel, and Sorcerer to the Crown. The giveaway ends August 31st, which is now coming up here quickly. Feels like August was going to go on forever, and now it's almost over. So go to bookriot.com slash recommended3, that's the number three, to enter. And I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Nightblood by Ellie Blake, out now from Little Brown Books for Young Readers. In this heart-pounding finale of Ellie Blake's gorgeously written and action-packed Frostblood saga, the fate of Frostblood's Firebloods and all of humanity is at stake. Ruby's world has changed more than she ever could have imagined. She's in love with a powerful Frost King. She's the heir to the Fire Throne, and she may be a Nightblood, the spawn of a vengeful deity hellbent on releasing his wrath-like Minax. Oh, I meant wraith-like, his wraith-like Minax <laughs> from their prison. Once freed, these beasts will roam the earth, devouring every last person until he or she is nothing but an empty husk. Mm, it doesn't sound so bad right about now. But Ruby is able to control the Minex to a degree, and now she, her, her beloved Arcus, and their friend Kai must find a way to bring Frostbloods and Firebloods, sworn enemies, together to make a stand against a foe more deadly than any they've ever faced. So that, again, is called Nightblood by Ellie Blake. It's out now wherever books are sold. We will have a link to it in the show notes. Now, today, I want to talk about books in translation, specifically women who have written books that are now in translation. Uh, it is Women in Translation Month, August, this continuing month. This is the month we're in, right? Yes. Uh, and so I want to talk about a few great books that I love that happen to be in translation. The first being The Q, which is just, I'm sure I've mentioned, the word Q is like it's too many letters. There's too many unnecessary letters in that title. It's Q as in Q-U-E-U-E, which you don't need that last U-E. You don't need that. Anyway, it's by Basma Abdel Aziz. Can you tell that it's really late when I'm recording this? I'm so punchy. Uh, but the book is by Basma Abdel Aziz. It's translated from the Arabic by Elizabeth Jacquet. This is a um, sort of modern day Egypt dystopia. There's a new authority in Egypt known as the Gate. And the citizens must now receive permission to do anything that they want to do in their life from the people behind the Gate. So they line up because they have to ask for permission. But the thing is that the, the gate never opens. 
Like, no one ever comes out. And this sort of culture in around the line grows. People sort of spend their lives in this line. And it just keeps getting longer and longer. And there is a man in this line who has been shot. And he is waiting for permission to remove the bullet. Um, his The doctors have been like, no, we can't do this without permission. And so he's gotten in line. And there's a doctor in line who is really worried that this guy isn't going to make it. So he must decide if he's going to go against protocol and operate on this man or if he's going to follow this new rule that nobody really knows anything about because they're behind this gate. It's sort of a dark satire about absolute authority. So again, that one is called The Q by Basma Abdelaziz, translated from the Arabic by Elizabeth Jacquet. And of course, I couldn't talk about books in translation without mentioning Fever Dream by Samantha Schweblin, translated from the Spanish by Megan McDowell, because I've read this book so many times. It's a little tiny book. Love it so much. Don't really know what's going on still. Don't really understand what's happening in the book, just that I love it and it gives me creepy, wonderful feels. And it's about a woman named Amanda. At the beginning, she wakes up. Well, she doesn't really wake up. She knows that she's lying in a hospital bed. She knows that she's dying and she knows there's a young boy next to her named David. She is not his mother. She doesn't know how she is related to him, or we don't know how he's related to her. Um, he's telling her a story, and it's terrifying. It's a short, terrifying psychological novel. So good. She has a new book coming out in 2019 called Mouthful of Birds, which sounds very distressing or very wonderful if you're a cat. Uh, this one is called Fever Dream. It's by Samantha Schwoblin, translated from the Spanish by Megan McDowell. The next one is The Unit by Nini Holmqvist, which is translated from the Swedish by Marilyn Dellergy. It's sort of like a little like The Handmaid's Tale, like a literary dystopia, or a lot like Never Let Me Go. It's this future society where women over the age of 50 and men over the age of 60, if they are unwed and childless, are taken to this retirement community which is like heaven on earth. It has all the amenities. It has all the fabulous things that they could possibly want. Except there's this little thing, a little clause, where you must donate your organs to younger people uh, until you run out of organs. And then that's it. You're gone. But you get to live in this fabulous place up until then. And people don't really question it too much until this one resident... Uh, falls in love with another resident and doesn't want to do it anymore. And that's when things get dicey. Like, literally and figuratively. Uh, so again, that is The Unit by Nini Holmqvist, translated from the Swedish by Marlene Dellergy. My next pick is a little bit happier and nicer. It's called The Housekeeper and the Professor by Yoko Ogawa, translated from the Japanese by Steven Snyder. Uh, she also has a new book coming out in 2019, called The Memory Police, I believe. It's but I can't remember what it's called. Memory Police. And anyway, uh, this is a sweet, sad story. Um, it's about a brilliant professor. He was just the top of his uh, profession until he gets a traumatic brain injury. And now he can no longer remember things for longer than 80 minutes. He has 80 minutes of short-term memory, and then it, his brain, like, resets. And he hires a housekeeper to help him out with things. And she has a 10-year-old son who comes with her. And every morning when she arrives, it's like they're meeting again for the first time. And they form this kind of relationship despite this. And he does remember math and equations, so he talks to them about the world and about the beauty of the world, like using science. 
and it's just just so so lovely so again that's called the housekeeper and the professor by yoko ogawa translated from the japanese by steven snyder and my last pick is the story of my teeth by valeria luiselli who also has a book coming out next year it's there's lots of great stuff in 2019 it's very exciting uh, this one is translated from the Spanish by Christina McSweeney, who has translated all of her books, I believe, up until this point. I, I think her new novel is written in English, but don't hold me to that. I have to look it up. I can't remember. Uh, this one is about a man whose nickname is Highway. He's a legendary auctioneer. He travels around the globe, and he has an unusual collection. He collects the teeth of famous people. Um, not the living ones. And he has some from, supposedly, from Plato and some from Virginia Woolf. Uh, he has uh, teeth of Marilyn Monroe in his mouth. And that's strange. And the story is sort of tied in with these workers at a juice factory. She is such a wonderful storyteller. And it's really smart and funny and interesting, despite sounding a little strange about teeth. Uh, so again, that's called The Story of My Teeth by Valeria Luiselli. And for today's dealer's choice, I didn't get to talk about this book on the podcast. I had to, you know, cut some titles because I can't talk about them all. And so I thought I'd mention it here because it's a short, cool novel that came out on Tuesday. It's called Heartbreaker. It's by Claudia Day, D-E-Y. And it's quite unlike anything else that I've read. It's a sort of mystery, sort of dystopia, sort of literary fiction novel. It's about a woman named Billie Jean Fontaine. Uh, she disappears one day. She, like, as in, she, like, she walks out of her house. Uh, she's not wearing a coat. Nobody knows where she's going. Nobody sees her again. And it's kind of like how she arrived in what is called the Territory, which is this commune that was founded by a cult leader many years before. Um, she arrives like 17 years before the, the book takes place. And it's just this sort of group of people who have been living in the middle of the woods. It, we don't actually really know where it is. I kind of see it as like in Alaska or in, the, in Canada maybe. Um, and it's told from three perspectives. It's told by her daughter, by their dog, and by the town heartthrob. And... People think that it's 1985, the people who live in the town, but we know that it might not be 1985 any longer. And why is it 1985 for so long? It's so unusual and abstract, but it's full of pop culture references, and like 80s pop culture references, and it's so worth the read. It's great. It's And it's, very, like I said, it's very skinny. It's like 200 pages, I think. Anyway, I just loved it. So again, that is called Heartbreaker by Claudia Day. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you for sticking with me and my punchy nighttimeness. Uh, thank you again to our sponsor, Nightblood by Ellie Blake. You can find it now wherever books are sold. And remember that you can sign up to get free books. You can enter to win. Go to bookriot.com slash recommended3 to enter. And you can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash allthebooks. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. 
I'll be back on Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.